Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Technical Human. Technical Human is an ongoing series that talks about the most human elements of managing technical people. This week, we are so excited to have our very own customer advisory board member and engineering manager at Etsy, Najla Elmash-Tube, join us today. She goes deep into goal setting and really how to align personal uh, goals, identity, and all of this thinking required to really set effective goals that trickle down to team and really create a certain kind of goal-oriented culture for engineering teams. She really talks um, about her own experience in a very transparent way and unlocks some really interesting insights. So I'm super excited for you all to hear her today. Um, again, we would love to hear always your feedback. So please hit us up on our socials and uh, yeah, sit back, relax, and enjoy this special episode of Technically Human. All right, everybody, we are here and we're so excited for this week's episode of Technically Human. We have an incredible guest on today's show. She's actually one of our customer advisory board members, a friend of STAT, and uh, I think really an awesome human and also such a great influence in the engineering managing world. So I think you guys are going to get a lot out of her. Her name is Naja Elmashtub. Did I get it right? You did it. You did great. <laughs> And uh, yeah, let, I'll let you introduce yourself, Najla, and uh, we'll get going on this episode. Thanks. Yes. Yeah, so my name is Najla. Yes, people have trouble saying my last name. That's okay. I just go by Najla. And I'm an engineering manager at Etsy. I currently work on ad advertising products. So I'm currently managing a couple of teams related to the on-site ads platform at Etsy. We do a lot of full stack work and we're also starting to get into some machine learning work. So that's Ooh. new for me and also exciting. Yeah. And I have been working there a few years, but prior to that, I was a product manager turned engineering manager at a fintech startup. Oh, wow. And yeah. And actually the way I got into tech was back in high school. I think I was 13 and... I discovered programming through some like extra classes available in the school and I just never I just never stopped. I was so into it. It was so exciting and here I am. Wow. You never look back. That's incredible. Yeah, I think I think it's it's really interesting. I and mean, I would obviously love to get into your story, but I think our topic is just as juicy. I would love to t hear a little bit about today really around personal and professional goal setting and really how goal setting makes you a better leader. And, you know, I guess there's a lot of intersections here. We can talk about goal setting personally and professionally and how that intersects with your leadership, but also why is it, how does it make you a better and a more whole human in general? So yeah. just, yeah, I would love to kind of just jump in and hear your thoughts around, around goal setting. Yeah. I love this topic, especially because it's something I've invested a lot of time in, in the last, couple of years and prior mm. to that I had I had literally never thought about personal goal setting or wow. I had barely thought about professional goal setting so right. so now that I've been in it for a while I really like advocate for that for people yeah so I guess my my journey with personal goal setting comes from you know being at a time in my life where I realized that there was nothing natural that would just happen in my career or mm. in my personal life without me making it happen. So mm. yeah, maybe, maybe 
if you think about like when you're in high school, like you graduate high school, you're like, okay, I'm doing that. I'm going to apply to college. You get into college. You're in college. You have those like right. four momentum. years or whatever. Yeah. You, you have these like goalposts mm-hmm. and yeah. Then you graduate college and you're like, okay, maybe I'll do a master's, which is what I did. I did, I did okay. that. And then you apply for your first job and you get it. And then you get your first promotion and your second promotion. And then something happens where it's like, okay, no. that's it. Like, you can't, <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't just like keep like cruising through, like the promotions are fewer and farther mm. in between. And maybe it's like, okay, well, I'll go find another job. And you maybe it's, you start hopping around jobs. But I guess what I realized was that I felt kind of lost after mm. like going, after like being an overachiever, a lot of us are overachievers and having these natural like goalposts just there for you. Right. And then you can do, okay, I, I will excel at that thing that's already being put in front of me. And right. I had to have like a shift in my mentality where I was like, well, how do I start putting the things in front of me? Cause nobody right. else is. So that's did, kind of like, yeah. <laughs> did, did this happen pretty naturally? Like you just came to it or did somebody direct, did you read something or did you just come to it by your own, on your own? Oh gosh. No, I don't, I I think there was a lot of aimlessness. Like I would say there's mm-hmm. a lot of like, you know, I'm, I'm only 30 now, I'm, mm-hmm. but, and so I think I, you know, starting my first job in my early twenties and then like sometime like in my mid to late twenties, I started to just, I realized that I was coasting. So I think mm-hmm. something that resonated with, with me was I actually just started following a couple of authors. One mm. of them is, I love him. His name is James Clear. And he okay. talks about like, he has a book actually called Atomic Habits. So he talks yes. about these like micro habits and yeah, these like small buildable ways to like better yourself. Mm. And I started thinking about that a lot. And then that, so that was one thing. And the other thing is I realized that I had like a general dissatisfaction because I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't achieve anything. And so one of the ways I do goal setting now for myself is a lot of it is actually reflection and acknowledgement of the things that I do accomplish. Oh, wow. And like, yeah. and when you write down these things, even though if, if they're really small, right. you realize that you're doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. And the other thing is like, as we get older or more advanced in our, in our careers, the goals take longer to achieve. Hmm. So that feeling of like, I'm not doing anything, I think can like really hit you a bit more. So, so yeah, all of that kind of led me to start thinking about a more like systematic way to do my goal setting and like, and like acknowledge myself and, and and reevaluate what I want to be doing. No, that's great. I would love to hear like, what was V1 of goal setting? (laughs) What did that look like? Okay. Well, good question. I think, I think, yeah, my first iteration was like, I think the classic, like, it's January 1st, I'm going to get a gym membership type of (laughs) goal setting. And then, and then February 1st, you know, was his buy and you just have a, a gym pass that hasn't been touched in a few weeks, you know, a dusty gym pass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Or I would set goals that were too lofty or, Mm. or not ambitious enough. And Mm -hmm. So then I started like doing reading the literature and trying to understand like human behavior a bit more and like how we can actually get things done and 
realizing that like the the exact goal that you set is important like it's important mm-hmm. to like know like really know where you are and know yourself and then yeah that's something reasonable you know right <laughs> and then and then like you need to make a plan like you don't just like yeah. put a goal you need to like have then steps and then like maybe like actual tasks that you do mm-hmm. or like some like recurring reminders for yourself yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah i would love to first talk about what was what were some you mentioned atomic habits was there any other literature that really helped you in this process Hmm. I don't have any other top of my head right no, now. Okay. I can follow. I, yeah, I can. I can. Follow up when with she some follows comments. up, I'll put it in the in the comments. Yeah. But yeah. And then yeah. second question was, yeah, this is a really important piece. Is no, you mentioned knowing yourself. Like, I think a lot of people set goals professionally, personally, based on their knowledge of other other people's mm. success of of accomplishment versus yeah. truly themselves. Can you talk a little bit more about? how truly understanding where you are, who you are affects goal setting. Yeah, totally. I, I can give an example also, like, Mm -hmm. so one thing, a goal that I set maybe two years ago that it's still in progress is focusing on my health, Mm. mental health, physical health. I have had a lot of chronic issues that have, that are not bad all on their own, but I realize can be like a debilitating. But originally, like my goal was like, oh, I want to, I want to like, I want to hit these like personal records for weightlifting because I like mm. used to love weightlifting. And then, you know, I was seeing all these people around me, especially the gyms I would go to, and they were like hitting their records, and mm. they were like in such good shape, and I, I, I love that, like I craved it. But then I had to like meet myself where I was, mm. which was. I can't do this yet. Like there's something else that I have to do to get there. And for me, that's been like stepping back and actually investing a lot of time and energy into my health. And it's like been two years of me working on that. And like, again, the progress for those things is so slow Yeah. so that if I wasn't doing like reflecting on it, writing down the things that I'm doing, like giving mm. myself pats on the back along the way, I would forget that I'm actually like, I'm making extreme progress, you know? Mm. And so now I can like confidently say like, I'm so much healthier than I was two years ago. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. it's, it's so exciting, you know? Yeah. And I think what you just said there about you looking around at all these super fit and strong people and saying, I can't do yeah. that yet. That, the, I think just being able to say, I can't do that yet. And then making a plan for it anyways is a huge hurdle, right? Like it's a mental mm-hmm. blocker. It's, <laughs> it's hard. It's an ego thing. How do you, how did you get there? Yeah, that is such a good point. Like, I mean, another way of saying it is like, you're setting yourself up to fail. <laughs> so like, <laughs> you know, I, and like, I, we see, I, and I'm a manager, so I manage people all the time and, and I see, so you kind of get into, put in this position where you watch other people set goals also. <laughs> and there, sometimes I think you need to let people set themselves up to fail. Mm. Uh, and I've certainly been through it myself. Like you asked me, what does V0 look like? And V0 was me setting myself up to fail. Yeah. But if you don't go through that, if you don't let other people go through that, right. you it's, you know, you, you can't say like, okay, like, well, last time you did this and it didn't work. <laughs> right, so, right, like, right. so maybe like this time we'll set something more reasonable up based on like where you're at. No, I love that. I would, yeah. Like 
would love to get into more about how does this professional, I mean, sorry, personal goal setting, how has it translated into the, the world at Etsy at, at your job? Yeah. There's a, there's a saying I like that's high tides float all boats. So, mm -hmm. you know, you, your personal life and your professional life are not these two different independent things. So mm -hmm. the fact that I've been able to grow myself in my personal life has, you know, that it's been nice because it's like a more manageable thing. I was like, okay, here I, I'm growing the number of goals I have and achieving them. And now I can actually take that framework and start applying it to my job. So, mm -hmm. so not only am I just like a happier person and like a more productive and, but also now I can take that framework and say like, okay, how do I actually want to grow at work? Because right. a lot of us are on cruise control at our jobs. A lot mm -hmm. of us are just, are we're just doing our jobs, which is great. And if that's where you want to be good, stay there. But at some point, like if you want your job to grow and evolve, like if you want to take on different types of opportunities, you need to like acknowledge that like there's some gap between where you are and where that is. Mm. And you need to like figure out how to, you know, what path you're going to take to fill that gap. And right. you have to even like, decide which ones you want to take because it gets more ambiguous also as right. you grow like so you have to like really sit down and think like what are the things i want to do it's not just like obvious that i'm going to go okay i'm doing project a i'm going to do project b next there might be like 30 projects which one is <laughs> the one you know mm -hmm. yeah and I, th I think i would love to hear about how you break it down because i think you're right like there's a few things that happen once you get especially to like a management level like you're saying where yeah. nobody like maybe there are corporate or, you know, company guidelines to your next yeah. <laughs> title or whatever, your next level, but it doesn't necessarily translate to the things you need to do. How do you break it down for yourself? Um, yeah. yeah. So an example is that I wanted to become more strategic in my mm. role. So like I was a manager managing, managing two teams and they had very different like scopes. So it was like a lot of my energy that for the day-to-day -day for both teams. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to become like more strategic for both of them. I wanted to be thinking like six to 12 months out instead of worrying about all that. So hmm. there were a couple of things that flowed from that. First is like, okay, well, what does it mean to be strategic? Yes. And like, what are the skills I need to, you know, grow? So that was something I had to like really think about. And then something I could because I thought about it, it was so much easier to ask for help from my manager mm. and my peers about that. The second is like, how do I make time for that? And then like, again, like in, in doing that, I realized that I should hire another manager to mm. manage one of those teams. So that's what yeah. I did. I mean, and now I manage my first manager, but it, it really like reduced that mental space for me to, in order to like become more strategic. Wow. And then yeah. And then I thought like, okay, like if I were strategic, what would my job look like? And it would look like I'm proposing bigger projects. I'm proposing like staffing. I'm... And so then after I did that, I just told myself like, what is one big project I could propose? And then like, it kind of flipped from that. And mm -hmm. then I, I, I just started doing like all those little things and now it's moving all together yeah. and I see the prog and I see myself learning and I right. see myself making mistakes. But because I know that I'm working on something, it it feels like all of that's okay. And it's right, easier to yeah. like own up to for other people. Right. 
How did you land on becoming more strategic as like your big goalpost? Good. Yeah. Another good question. I guess, I, I guess that came from me even realizing what I want to do in my career. So I wanted to, huh. okay, I'm a senior manager. Like, and I was like, what's the next step? And I realized I really want to become just like a engineering leader with uh, a lot more teams, a lot more scope. And mm -hmm. that means that probably means like me making that happen on it. And, and it's not just going to come to me on its own. So mm -hmm. strategy was probably was the gap that I noticed in between mm. like having that job and like where I am now. Right. And going full circle now, how does you wanting to be more strategic in order to become a mm. senior manager, how does that tie back to some of those personal goal setting that you're doing? Like, does it all, is there a clear line? I think nothing's ever, nothing's ever super clear and tidy in life as we know, but, yes. but I think that because I was, I have been working on myself and I'm happy with myself, it's kind of a similar thing to me hiring like another manager under me. Like mm -hmm. I've taken care of a lot of like the me problems or like I have mm. them under control. And now when I'm at work, like, I feel like I'm really at work. Mm. as opposed to like kind of having all parts of my life like bleed into my brain at all the time. Mm. So I feel a bit more focused. I feel like, right. yeah, like no matter what comes up, I, I know how to deal with it for now. And I hope, like, I think that's felt by like the people that I work with right. and yeah. And I hope to bring that to my job. No, that's great. I was I was curious about. I think you I mean you touched on a little bit before about how sometimes you you let your people fail in their own goal setting. How how do you like, man? Every time OKR season <laughs> runs around, it's like oh my gosh. You know, wildness, right? People are just like, I don't know what. I've never written a goal in my life. It feels like. How do you coach younger engineers or even you know new engineering managers? Because I'm sure your the manager you manage, also has his his or her own own goals. So. How do you how do you instill that into folks? Yeah, this one is really tough for me still, honestly. And and I think, I guess like uh, to the previous question, another mm -hmm. perk of me having done gone through this myself is that like mm. I can give better advice to yes. other people now. Yeah. Although I'm not completely there yet. <laughs> but <laughs> the first, the kind of the first thing that I when people talk to me like, oh, what goals should I set or like you know, how can you set some goals for me? I actually always say like, actually you have to drive your own mm. career. You have to drive your own goals. Like I will be there. I'll support you. I'll give feedback. But I, what I found is like being too forceful with other people. If it's not really coming from them, they, they, they're not going to be motivated. Yeah. And it's also like not your, it's not your job. So it's like, it's your job to be a coach to people, but mm. not to manage their life. Yes. So I think if I notice something, it starts with me maybe saying that like, I'm noticing something in them or I notice that they're, I'm noticing that you're interested in this. Mm -hmm. This is something you want to grow in. And then what I really want is for them to come back to me and say like, okay, I'm ready to hit the ground running and do this. And then yeah. we can like work on the tactical part. Right. And if they are genuinely interested in my feedback, I will give it about the goal, especially if it's overly <laughs> ambitious. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. I, I think you know one thing you said earlier was, 
in order to set not i don't want to qualify but in order to set goals that are true and helpful you have to know yourself and it's related to the fact that you said a lot of people in their career are kind of coasting or uncertain about what's to come do you have any grounding questions that you ask your the people you manage that help them better understand what it is that they want out of their careers other than just asking that (laughs) if if uh, anybody has suggestions for this i would love to know (laughs) I'm actually currently, this is something I'm, I struggle with and I'm, mm. I'm growing in, I'm trying to grow in right now. I'm actually getting coaching from a professional coach on oh, how wow, to coach nice. other people a yes. bit better. And something he said to me is like, number one, like you can't coach anybody who doesn't want it. Mm. So, so something he recommended that I do is ask, Hey, can I coach you right now? Can I oh, like wow. get into your brain? And like, kind of like making that explicit mental shift in your relationship with that person can be kind of opening for them in and of itself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And one, another, a few, a few tricks that I've learned so far are acknowledging the person's strengths and sometimes just like presenting that information back to them can help them out. You're nodding. <laughs> I'm nodding because it's so good and helpful and so rare. Yeah. 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 Exactly. yeah. It's, it's hard to be coached well. It's hard to yes. coach other people well. I think it's like one of the reasons why I like you can't really automate yeah. management yet. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll get there. I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> You might might take away from the name of this series <laughs> but yeah no i think that's i think that's incredible i mean it's it's funny that it always comes down to these simple questions and mm. kind of reframing whether or not or it's reframing how you show you care and it's yeah, not as yeah. apparent as you would think yeah you know i love that i mean i think this has been awesome. I would love to end by asking you, you know, is there any anything else that you'd want to share to maybe engineering managers who are their first first engineering management job, you know, anything that really stood out to mm-hmm. you as helpful or critical in your growth? Ooh. I think I, I've been a manager for like five years now. I and I I probably have like three really three years of really bad <laughs> management. <laughs> Of, of being a bad manager so the thing oh, wow. i take away from all that is like focus on the people that you're working with and like really really care mm. like don't pretend to care but get to know them enough that you, until you start to actually care about each other and then the rest will kind of start to follow yeah. all of the hard parts will, will end up feeling like a breeze because you know wow. it's worth it, you know? Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you so much for coming on Technically Human this week. I think there's a lot, a lot of gold nuggets in here, and I think the folks are going to be really excited to hear this episode. So thank you, listeners. Please send us any feedback on this episode. And oh, oh, one thing, I would love, if you have anything you want to plug, please feel free. Where can people find you? Do you want to send them to any organizations or anything like Ooh. that? 
I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. I have public office hours. They're on my profile if anybody Ooh. wants to sign up. And I am always hiring. So <laughs> if you're a software engineer, I'm here. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. Thank you. I'll this is so out. fun. All right. All right. Bye. Bye, everyone.